Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, what's up? It's Amir Ryder with the Transform Sales Podcast. I'm super excited to have Ben Sims today with Market Source. Ben, how are you? I think it's been maybe five years since we've known each other in the first podcast. Yeah, we've done this together before, Amir, and it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for Likewise. having me. Likewise. I'm super excited to have you guys because for, for anybody who's chiming in as a first-time listener or a repeat listener, Market Source, from what I know, is probably one of the largest, most established uh, sales agencies in the world, I, I believe. Um, I haven't done the full, full DNA check, but you guys are definitely helping some of the biggest brands out there, which is which is awesome. Um for anybody who's, who's who's chiming in, typically we have sometimes first-time buyers of outsourced sales. Sometimes we have people who've tried it before and it failed. And the idea here is just to be super transparent and talk about mistakes, the things that people don't want to talk about, the mistakes that buyers make when selecting an outsourced agency and when working with the agency in the hopes that those buyers can avoid those mistakes and uh, make some money. Uh, but before I get into that, it would be great if you could tell everybody how you got into the business to begin with. I think, I think you've been in it for quite some time now, right? Yeah, I've been at Market Source for eight years. It's the only place I've worked in, in the out, B2B outsourced sales space. Uh, prior to that, I spent 15 years actually in higher education and um, in helping uh, sales teams there. And as well as uh, prior to that, I spent, you know, several years in B2B sales, actually in the golf industry. So I came in with uh, a lot of experience in leadership, a lot of experience with inside sales, which was growing uh, quickly 10 years ago, and, uh, and and joined Market Source to help them in those areas. That's awesome. Um, and where are you based right now, by the way? You're you're in uh... Alpharetta, Georgia, so suburbs of Atlanta. You can see it's still kind of fall there. It's still kind of it's, still kind of winter. It's getting out of winter. It's it's starting. Everything's starting to bloom. The pollen is getting into all of our sinuses right now. Uh, but it's about to become beautiful when it when it blooms here in the spring. It's my favorite time of year here. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of it as well. Um, I'm typically a Florida guy, but I was originally in New York. Uh, but let's jump into it. Talk to me about what you've seen over and over again as far as buyer mistakes, right? Buyers are looking for the right agency. They're, they're combing the Internet. They're asking their friends. They're going to trade shows. They're in a buying cycle. What mistake have you seen buyers make during that selection process? And by mistakes, I'm not talking about mistakes they make that it's harder for you to convert, but mistakes that lead them down the wrong path, lead them to picking the wrong provider. Well, I, I think internally you need to make sure that you have your own strategy in place first before you even start picking that provider. In other words, you need to have a laser focus on exactly who your ideal customer profile is. Uh, a lot of times companies are, you know, going to try the spray and pray method, which doesn't work any longer. Um, you need to have a real targeted audience, know exactly who that audience is, the size of the company, specific industries that they're working in, and then build that into the right persona that your message is going to resonate to. If you don't have that laser focus identified, because the first thing in sales is always the first input is always data, making sure that you're calling the right prospects. A lot of times I see companies who don't really have that identified. And if you don't have that identified, this thing's going to fail from day one. So in order to build the right data lead list, you have to know your strategy and your messaging and exactly who to call and who's, who is your message and your product, your service going to resonate, resonate to. So that's first and foremost. The second I would say is a short term, too much of a short term 
approach to this. If you're expecting a any agency, any outside sales team to come out of the gates running and be successful in the first month, second month, and um, and 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 you want to see that quick turnaround? It's just not going to happen. Like anyone, there's going to be a ramp. I do believe that outsource agencies can have a faster ramp than doing it yourself, but there's still going to be a ramp. So a lot of times, I see un uh, I see uh, expectations just just this aren't realistic and and um, a too much of a short term mentality. Hey, we'll hire someone for like two months, three months, and see how many leads they can fill in. We're just that's just that's just putting a band aid on the problem. Um, so so you need to have a longer. I think you need to have a longer strategic plan when having a uh, when identifying and bringing on board a partner. And then the third piece I would say is true integration with your sales team. Uh, so in marketing, so whoever it is, if if we're if you're hiring just for lead gen. You better have a, we have to establish a very close relationship with your account executive that's going to close the deal. They have to work really close together on identifying the persona and the messaging and who's going to do what on a daily basis almost. And you better have the marketing material, messaging, and content all ready to go so that you can get surgical on your outreach. I, I believe that the days of hiring an SDR agency to do spray and pray is over. I don't think that that's, I think that's been worn out and more of a very surgical approach, almost account-based X, ABX type approach is, um, is, is showing a lot more uh, results than spray and pray is right now. So, so just to summarize, because, you know, I, I love the answer. Uh, you know, I tried the best to, to, to get you to, to say the top one, the one thing, but it, it was hard, right? You, you gave almost the prescription of the three top things that come in handy, right? And just for those listening, um, number one is, is it's simply they're not in the right time to hire a sales agency, right? From what I'm hearing, but, but by they don't know the numbers, they don't know their math, right? So would you say that, that they're more qualified for a sales consultant either? A short, so, so, so right off the bat, 90% of buyers, if you're listening, look in the mirror and say, do I have a process? Do I have templates? Do I have playbooks? Right? Because that's step one to be even qualified to, to hire a sales agency, because if you try to hire a sales agency for what a sales consultant does, you're most likely going to fail. Number two was unrealistic expectations, right? And I say this a lot in the show. You have a six-month sales cycle. Don't expect a three-month close, right? If you go to raise a Series A and you tell investors you're going to make money back in three years, don't expect a sales agency to make money back in 12 months, right? Uh, and then the 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 final thing was just expect not only expecting quick results but just spraying and praying right like like get with the times and make sure you're deploying a quality outbound approach right so it's kind of like these these three things come together almost and they're you've seen them over and over again right and the last piece i would add that i mentioned was the true integration a lot of times uh an outsource agency will come in and it'll be like uh so the aes or the sales team uh for the company We'll be like, oh, great. Here's another lead from the agency. These things suck because the first one didn't close. And because the first one didn't close, the rest of them aren't going to close. And they just don't have that true integration and relationship. And that's, that's critical at the very beginning. Yeah. So that's a big thing too, guys. Um, in the eyes of the bank, all money is the same, right? So if you're paying for work, $10,000 for an account executive or 10000 for an agency, you should have the same expectations. If you if you treat an agency as if it's uh, an outsider, 
then right off the bat, you got the wrong culture for, for a sales agency, which makes sense. And uh, it's kind of funny hearing what you just said, because for me, I almost think that's a symptom of like this kind of world we we created to where we have excuses ready, right? Where it's like a AE has an excuse ready for why he didn't hit why he didn't hit the uh, the amount, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. Talk to me about mistakes they make when they're working with you. Right now, you got a buyer. Everything was good. They came in. They they had the playbooks. They had their targeting well. They checkbox there, right? They had realistic expectations. Checkbox. They treated you like a team player, right? Checkbox. Now you're working with each other. Is there a different set of mistakes that you see buyers make during those phases? Um, that's a great question. One is, listen, we're, we're more of a premium agency, so we don't just put bodies in and give them a lead list and, and tell them to pick up the phones. We put an entire tech stack into this, and, and that allows us to pivot and use the different technologies that are in my tool chest whenever I need to. And um, a lot of times companies are like, nah, we need you in our CRM so that everything's in the book of records here. Well, that can be integrated or we need you to, you know, hey, we just bought some licenses of XYZ technology. We need you to use it. And, and you guys, you know, it, we're the experts. We know the technology. We know how to use it. We know how to implement it. We know how to reduce the red time that reps would have so that they can have more green time and productive activities because uh, we have experience doing it. So let the agency use their technology and then make pivots where needed. Um, so that's, that's one for sure. I'm thinking post-launch. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, that, that's probably the most common mistake is, you know, let the agency or the, the, uh, the firm that you hired, you know, you got to give them the space to do what they have experience in and, um, Sometimes again, the impatience comes in. Yeah, and anybody, anybody who's listening, it's a good analogy if you think about like working with a top personal trainer or, or a top tennis coach, and then you know you're giving them tips, you're giving them your racket, you're giving them this, and they're like, "Wait a second, I'm the expert you hired." I think in the outsourced sales uh, industry, this is a common thing where people want to use their tools, but ideally, it's the results that matter. And, and when you work with companies like Marcus, they they do it at scale, right? So so it, it's. You, you have more to learn from from their execution process and trying to fit it into your tools. I think I think sometimes that has a lot to do with um, the explosion of software tools that people have been buying and they kind of feel almost like guilty that it gets a 10% adoption curve. What do you think about that? Do you think it's a symptom of just people over being oversold software tech? Absolutely. They, they go after the shiny object and, and there's a lot of software technologies out there that and uh, they don't do the due diligence or they don't have a scorecard to evaluate the right technologies and what it, what it does and will it actually uh, in, increase productivity. And so we, we have all those playbooks out. In fact, that's a big part of my job and I have a partner that helps me with that. I, I am talking to sales engagement, sales enablement data companies every week, every week. Uh, I make introductions sometimes <laughs> every week. And so, and most of them, you know, we pass on, but we do have a methodology. We do have a scorecard that we use to evaluate them and it's, it's proven successful for us. Um, and, uh, and I do go to uh, a lot of conferences and one of my favorite things to do is in conferences is I'll go into the expo room and I visit with every booth and I am learning about what new technologies like AI, which is the buzzword right now, of course, um, how it is in enabling uh, teams to be more productive and does it does it pass the muster info security concerns and, and, and data privacy and all that. So 
um, that's 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 what we do and that's what i think a lot of my competitors do as well i hope and and so um, you know, we have the time because that's that's our job. Our job is to go evaluate those. Whereas a lot of times the clients, that was a side job that they did, and they identified a shining object, and they you know bought into the pitch, and now they have to you know they spent money, and now they have to use it, and it may or may not have been the the best purchase. Yeah. So guys, if you, just to recap: if you're hiring a sales agency that has years and years of experience, uh, putting together their sales stack and you try to interject yours, you're probably not going to get the results you want and you're probably not getting the most of what you paid for. So it's really best uh, if you're listening to experts to, to let experts execute um, with their process and, and focus on the results that they'll get and, and don't be too uh, distracted by that shiny object that often catches our attention. Uh, so I'm going to flip into to, this has all been awesome, right? I, I, I love the, I love the three mistakes that they make when buying and I, I definitely could resonate with the mistakes that they make when working with you. Talk to me about your, your, your best clients. And, and of course I know that you guys are, you know, you service a lot of companies. I hope you can mention some of them. Cause I, I know some, they're, they're some of the brands that we work with every day. Um, you're the guys helping them behind, behind the curtains and talk to me about if you had to pick, and I know that you service both software or service. Let's start there. Which would you choose if you had a magic wand and you could only pick one? Actually, neither. I'd go with uh, product companies that have products. So, um, so we're unique, right? And so, <laughs> I I feel like a lot of what we talked about is especially lead gen oriented. How do you help fill up our pipeline and and things like that? That's not really what Market Source does or is hired to do. Our clients are enterprise companies. They are all brands that you recognize. All of my clients are literally Fortune 500. Can you mention maybe. any or no? Uh, well, let's see. I, they would be all brands you recognize. Let's just say I, that. I so, so big Fortune 500 companies, several Fortune 100, several Fortune 10. So anyways, what they hire us for isn't necessarily, isn't lead gen typically. It's, it's helping them with indirect sales. And so two-thirds of B2B sales is sold indirectly, all right? Not direct, not calling the end user and closing the deal yourself, right? Especially for enterprise companies. And a lot of times that's where they need help with is who are the accounts that we have today that are not being served and not being paid attention to either by our own sales team or our eight or our uh, resellers and uh, or any part of the channel. There's always going to be a big contingent, the 80-20, right? You have 80% of your revenue coming from 20% of your customers, and you're taking care of those 20% because you have to. What about the other 80% of your customers that are only generating 20% of the revenue? And chances are that revenue is declining year over year. That is, those are the accounts that are being underserved and not paid attention to. We will be hired often to call on those accounts, right, or channel partners that are not being served by you right now. And we will turn around and grow that revenue back, especially now when in times when new business is a challenge because of uncertainty in the economy. That's when you should be doubling down on your current customers and grow with them. They're, that's the easier sell. Cross sell, upsell. Maybe you have some new products coming out. Maybe there's a new strategy you have with subscription. We can take that on. The other is let's talk. go back to the indirect channel. You may have resellers or agencies that have thousands of sellers combined, but only about 20% of them, I guarantee if you look at your data, are actually selling your product. What about the other 80% of the sellers 
within your channel that know nothing about your product because you haven't captured their mind share. So if you haven't captured their mind share, they're going to sell what they know. And if they don't know your product, they're not going to sell it. So we get hired to, if you need bring in new channel partners, we certainly can go recruit them. We can onboard them so that they get off to a great and fast start and start generating revenue for you. And we can also go be your brand advocate and trainer for the, um, indirect partners you have now and their sales teams that don't know much about you and capture their mind share so that they start selling your product. So we're, that's our sweet spot. We're really good at growing revenue through indirect channels and we're very good at growing revenue through your account, your tail accounts, let's call it that. And so that's typically what we get hired to do, not really net new lead generation. Let's, let's now, top of the funnel more, if you would say customer success or, or partner channel or recruitment and growth. But if you, but if we, if we are advocating and training properly to your indirect sellers, your channel partners, then net news going to come oh, in. Oh yeah, no, I, so, I, it's a better focus. I, I think that what you're doing is something that is talked about pretty openly. Um, focus on your clients, right? I think, I think, I think people just have a tough time executing it. So I think they kind of fall back to basics of let's get some new people versus let's take care of the customers we have, but which is a good thing because anybody listening here who's struggling with customer success, partner growth or channel growth, uh, market source is one of the top companies in the world that executes those, those activities. So good timing for people to hear that because it's actually a big need for it. Right. And I think people not only struggle with top of the funnel, but they struggle even more with channel partner, uh, affiliate growth and existing customers. So that's awesome. I, I love how you uh, you kind of skewed my question. You didn't answer software sales. You got me on that one. Uh, so our biggest customers are typically they they do have services, but they're also or they're in you know we have a wide variety of industries. We work in telecom. We work in technology. We work in the construction industry. We work in chemical industry. So uh, big companies that have been around a very long time. Um, you know, startups typically aren't, you know, they're, they're not in our space and, and, and SaaS companies, frankly, they kind of have it. They have the modern sales methodologies down pretty good. Um, I'll say, uh, versus some of the bigger behemoth legacy companies, you know, they want to be more modern, but they, you know, it's turning a cruise ship instead of a speedboat in which we we come in and we can, we can help them with modern sales methodologies and omni-channel multi-channel methods uh, quicker than they could do it themselves. Yeah. And you guys are, are you guys are, is, is, are you guys able to kind of share a range where you guys are at? I think you're north of hundred mil, shy of a billion or above oh, yeah. a billion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're well over a hundred million. Above a billion. Are you above a billion? A hundred million. No, no, we're not a billion. No. All right. But I, you know, what, what I'm bringing up is that you guys generate that revenue by uh, helping lots of companies in a big way. Right. So like, that's what gives you your deep expertise. And how long has market source been around since the 1970s, 80s? Yeah, the original, well, the original market source started, and I will say this, IBM was their very first customer. So, uh, boy, I think around 1980-ish, and then we were acquired by Allegis Group um, about 15 years ago. Yeah. So you guys are the experts. I, 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 look, I, I think I probably met you 40 years ago, I think, and I've, I've been watching your stuff, picking your brain for quite some time. I think it's crazy that people are out there researching their sales software. Just follow Ben Sims. He's been doing it professionally for a long time. Uh, that framework you mentioned, is that something you could share with the audience or is that a proprietary framework? Which framework? To, to, to score soft sales platforms that are out there. Oh, we actually have, yeah, there's an actual spreadsheet we have. Uh, my partner uses it more than I do. 
and it's a long list of questions that we have to identify, starting with info security and data protection. And what does, you know, if we're going to give our proprietary data to you, what what do you do with it? So yeah. we have to evaluate all of that because we're I, very. I'm going to try to pick your brain to get that 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 that, that checklist to give out to the audience. So if uh, yeah. Ben's not enough to share with it, you'll see it in, in the uh, the comments when we post the the podcast. Um, talk to me about regions. What is the top region that you guys operate? Is it the United States? North, we are global, but North America is by far. The is there a sweet spot country. when it comes to like company size or revenue? That, that billion you gotta, dollar, you got to be a billion dollar plus company to really. You got to be a billion dollar company to mess with Ben Sims and Market Source. I've known that for quite some time, um, which is awesome. And that's why I look at you guys as experts. Hope <laughs> to find you some of those, those awesome customers. If somebody's listening who's a uh, Fortune 1000 company, he's got that got that size, needs some customer success, where can they find you? How can they reach you? How can they? How can they pick your brain or hire you? Well, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so you can definitely find me on LinkedIn and send me a direct message. In fact, a lot of companies do do that, have done that. Uh, you can also find me here at MarketSource. Uh, ben is my middle name, so they use my first initial here, eSims at MarketSource.com. That's awesome. So I appreciate you being on here. I hope to have you on uh, some more of our shows. We're going to do different series, breaking down different parts of the uh, the process. So I hope this is not the last time I see you, and I hope I hope you can come to Columbia and that we uh, have you on our list. So anybody, for, thank you for, for joining. And uh, everybody, thank you for listening on the Transform Sales Podcast. Ben, it's been a pleasure as always, Ben. I'm sure we'll connect again. I always enjoyed talking with you, Amir. And, and best of luck in the summit in Medellin. That's I just exciting. want to become a billion dollar company so I can like make you proud, man. You know, yeah. that's, that's, my, that's my goal. Um, but yeah, I hope you come to Medellin and, and uh, we'll have you back on here again. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. Ben, I salute you and talk thank soon, you. man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.